What's good, U of M? It's your boy, Professor Brennan, here with, for the third time in a row, Professor Brooke. It's like I'm becoming a full-on interim host of this. Yeah, at first you were just a guest lecturer, now you're a full-on TA. Congrats. Yeah. <laughs> um, we have some big news. I We hope that by the time you're listening to this, the strike is over. We have It is Monday morning, and we have the news that a tentative plan has been reached. They will go and vote tonight, uh, and students will find out around midnight if their classes are resuming the Tuesday morning. Very exciting. A little nerve-wracking for sure. The return to a little sense of normalcy. I'm just excited for our AMSU work to just be able to get back to normal. No more having to answer student inquiries. Well, I guess even in saying that, so many students will have questions about the new academic calendar, yeah. go, having to go into winter, if they can get a tuition refund. You brought that up before we even started recording, just if the university is looking at a tuition refund for some of the classes. Um, I guess t- w- some people have asked this before, and the common example and common uh answer really has been there was a case in Ottawa where the classes weren't uh, even administered fully. The, the stu- I believe the students still got their marks, but the, the classes didn't finish and uh, students were asking for tuition refunds and uh, it was taken to court and it was thrown out immediately. And uh, the, the kind of grounds for it is you're still being given your full fall semester. It's just not what you signed up for in terms of scheduling. But uh, you want to know about AW specifically, where you would get a refund, um, but that would be, as you pointed out this morning, that would be AWing the whole yeah. semester. Um, maybe the university looks at that, uh, but I do feel like uh, the university will be pretty set on, no, we're finishing the fall semester, there's no specific tuition refunds, you know, those obviously give all the supports in in the world, um, and actually... I don't. I, I. I will be honest. I think with the university trying to save its reputation, they may be looking at giving a percentage of it back in some cases. Okay. Um, uh, you know, obviously, again, the the full class is still going to be administered. Um, so there, you know, there's grounds for the university to say, no, you're getting the full <laughs> the full class. Uh, why Why would you get your money back if we're promising to do the whole class? But a small percentage just to say, like, you know what? You never signed up to be doing fall classes in January. Our bad, you know, you yeah. know circumstances. Here's a small percentage back. Or maybe it's, you know, the form of, like, a- any form of small gift, per se, to make up for the fact that students are going to have to do two weeks of fall semester in January. Yeah, I guess even by the time people are listening to this, hopefully the strike will be over, but we definitely won't be out of the woodworks just yet because there will still be that bit of weirdness with needing to study for an ongoing class while you're doing the finals of others and just kind of trying to balance your workload around that will be certainly an interesting challenge for students to navigate but i can say um, umsu will advocate for um professors not having any assignments or midterms due in the first 72 hours that way people can kind of get their feet on the ground and get used to the reality that the classes are back on and we will advocate for some form of not real, I guess not tuition refund, but some form of uh, support to to make up for the fact that students have to do their classes in January. And maybe that is in the form of asking the university to have a small percentage of the tuition for those specific classes that went on pause to be refunded. Yeah, and uh, of course there's that push for compassionate grading, right, so hopefully that'll help out a good bit as well. Right. We're at this point in a position to... I guess just help students come to grips with the new reality. And 
Uh, again, it's unfortunate that we lose our winter re- reading week, but it's the lesser of two evils when it comes to being pushed into May or losing out on four days. And I won't lie, the like students are about to go through the hardest five months they'll ever endure because there's a 10-day winter break. Uh, it was always 10 days per... Oh, no, I guess it wasn't 10 days because we were supposed to start our winter semester January 17th. So, yeah, real, really, it's a small, shorter winter break. It's no reading week. It's, uh, you know, you write your final... If you did have classes on pause, you write your final exams, and then you're straight back into the winter semester. So, you know, the next five months is classes on classes without any break. And yeah, I won't lie, it's going to be super tough for students, but it's... It's unfortunate, I guess, reality that we live in with this whole strike. And I, yeah. I guess I want to say be kind to yourself. You know, if don't take too many winter courses if you realize, like, you're coming off a very hard fall semester. And, yeah, just <laughs> look out for yourself. And, again, I'm Sue's here with all the mental health supports you need with Empower Me and uh, helping out at the counseling center. And, um, you know, we're going to advocate for you the, for all the supports you need. Uh <laughs> I guess we I can say that we're not going <laughs> to advocate for the reading week because <laughs> a reading week leads to more students being upset with being pushed into May and international students likely being sent home before they even finish their final exams, which wouldn't be good. Yeah, the mild inconvenience of, in all reality, losing three days of break uh, is a little more justified than having people not really be able to stay in the country yeah. should it get pushed back a little apply bit longer. The, apply the different programs, uh, apply to different universities. It's all yeah. tough. That being said, that's the Umsu news. I, I'm just excited for the winter break overall, like for our offices to shut down and uh, just kind of relax and get, a, get away from strike-related things. I, I do feel like once we hit January 24th, that's when you know Umsu work for us will be actually back to normal, no strike stuff per se. And yep. We'll have the odd case of where's my reading week, but again, it's just the messaging about it's better than going into May. But we'll move on to fun stuff like... The fact that the letter W starts with the letter D, W, right? Yeah, yeah, that's weird. I'm, there's probably a lot of letters where it's like weird if you spell it phonetically. Right, I agree, but like could, uh, like double is its own yeah. word, and then U is its own word or letter already. Yeah, and of course in most typefaces it looks more like a double V than a U. Which is true, yeah, exactly. I think, uh, and then, you know, this is going to be come up later. We're going to do a little segment of things that make you feel a little dumb, but when you realize, but you've mentioned this before, you know, the World Wide Web is shorter than saying www. Yeah, it makes no sense. And then other things like that is there's a D in fridge, but not in refrigerator. Yeah, look at that. Oh, man. Oh, when we talk about this with even like, oh, I guess, no, it wasn't you and me, but we were just making fun of the English language with like photo and you know, why? English <laughs> language is horrible. I do not envy anyone who has tried to learn it as a second language or third or whatever. But Philippines oh, and Filipino so <laughs> having like the it was it PH in Philippines, but then it's F in Filipino, and yeah, it's uh, it's all an interesting language. But I just particularly thought W was funny because, well, like obviously U and spelling Y O U, like there's those kind yeah. of funny things, but. Dope. Yeah. Anyways, um, we want we were talking about this extensively when I was Santa this past Friday, but I I never knew this. Uh, you informed me that like it was Christmas and the idea of Santa was created by Coca Cola. Oh yeah. So I'm sure he was probably around for a good bit, but the whole marketing push was like 
put through by Coca-Cola with the common like symbolism of fat man, white beard, red jacket sort of thing. Uh, it was just a really good way for them to have this thing to market towards and with. Uh, the same is true with the polar bears. Where yeah, well, they made up polar bears like it wasn't a thing until they made them up. Yeah, like it's a polar bear just intrinsically does not make sense. Like what land animals are there up there in the North Pole that a polar bear could possibly eat? They're not diving down. No, that'd be silly. Yeah, I just like they made this fictional thing and everyone believes that they're real now. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever seen a grizzly bear go diving for fish? No, it goes and stands in a stream. Yeah. Are there streams in the North Pole? No. Exactly. Like they just took grizzly bears, painted them away, and like they needed to push their product. And yeah, like they force fed these grizzly bears coke until they turned into white polar bears yeah it's really messed up and then of course you know there was that whole united nations instance with it where it's like you can't just go offloading these messed up creatures you have created into this uninhabitable area so they were like what's the next best spot canada so sorry churchill um you've got polar bears now yeah well even churchill's made that place right like winston churchill is obviously a real person yep. but they just thought like let's just like take his last name like we have on him somehow let's just make up a place in manitoba yeah, just little easter eggs Cause, in canada because manitoba like unless you live here like we kind of don't exist like no one knows that manitoba is a thing unless yep. you're actually here um <laughs> yeah and then overall that was a fun day though which with being santa and you got some good pictures with jess who yeah, i actually want to talk pictures. about um i guess funny thing um Wait, I guess obviously you like pictures of Santa. That's where you fall. I, I feel like it's a mixed bag with the couples I've encountered where some love taking pictures of Santa. Like that's a thing yep. they want to do with their couple versus some. I think that's even just a family thing. Like my family up until I was probably like 21, I want to say we always went as a family to the mall really? to take pictures with Santa. Wow. Maybe uh, for sure 19. I feel like it was 21 though. Uh, just because my younger sister was 17 when I was 21. So it was kind of like, oh, yeah. you know, until she's an adult. But even with couples... Um, you know, I'm a person that always wants to get my picture with Santa and my significant other. And, um, I guess this past Friday I was in fact Santa. So it's funny. Mm -hmm. All my couple's pictures look like it's just Megan sit, like just Megan taking yeah. pictures of Santa and stuff. Like, no, it's a couple's picture. You understand. And I did feel like such a third wheel and all the couples that came sat on my lap. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> go hey. ahead. But, um, yeah, you got your pictures with San Santa and Jess, I guess me and Jess. Yeah. Um, and I guess I want, uh, like, it was just in the same boat of, like, yes, pictures with Santa's awesome. Yeah, she was very excited to do it. Um, I think part of it that adds to it is just kind of knowing who Santa is. Mm, if it had been just, like, some random dude, it would have been like, yeah, we'll go do it just for, like, a couple's thing. But yeah. having it be, like, someone we knew, True. having it be you, it was, like... Of course, we're going to go get our picture taken with Brendan as Santa. Also, a lot cheaper than going to the mall. I know. Much um, cheaper. In 2019, yeah, I got my picture with Santa. And, uh, like, it was $5 to get the, it printed, like, here with Amsu. It's got the Amsu backdrop. I thought it was the best. Does your family, did you go with your family growing up to get pictures of Santa? Um, growing up, we would go, but generally it would just be my sister and I who would be in the picture. Okay, like, my yeah. parents were never really in the picture I as see, much yeah. as I can remember. Um. I think we had stopped maybe the last I can remember was grade seven. Okay, yeah. Uh, not too sure how old I would have been there. Uh, 
12, something like that. Yeah, 11, 12, 12 turning 13, and unless you have a late birthday. But Yeah, I've got a late birthday. So you were in 12, yeah. Yeah, so that was definitely, like, the last time I can remember it, it would always just be my sister and I. Sometimes mm-hmm. at, like, uh, corporate Christmas parties, there'd be, like, a Santa yeah, thing yeah. to do there. We'd do that a lot. A lot of the time, it would be, like, a weird blue screen thing, and then mm. they'd put your face onto, like, a snowman. Oh, that was I always see. interesting. Um, but, yeah, I haven't really done that since grade seven, grade eight. So probably been alive just as long doing it as mm. not doing it at this point. Very interesting. Yeah, I guess um, until I want to say I was probably in high school, it was always just me and my sisters. But then my parents started coming into it. Uh, yeah, I guess when we stopped sitting on this lap was when it's like, yeah. okay, may, let's make this like a more of a family portrait and less of a, and more of a like we are a family versus it's with Santa and just yeah. it was, I just remember specifically so much growing up, like, you know, ages of, of around like, 10, 10 and earlier would just be super long lines but it's like no we have yeah. to get this done you show up at 5 when parents get out of work but you know that's yep. when everyone's there yep. and leaving by 8 and you're whining like you want to go to the food court because you've been there for so long and um, yeah I think uh, now it's yeah it's taken on a new meeting with just like going with your significant other to get a picture with Santa and um, yeah I guess on that note of you getting your picture with Jess you guys are celebrating one year this uh, coming Friday yeah Coming up Friday, December 10th. Going to be exciting little milestone. 365 days. Full revolution around the sun. What are you doing for it? Uh, so there's a Chinese restaurant right beside where we both live. Because like we're mm-hmm. neighbors for buildings. And then there's a Chinese restaurant. And they have soup dumplings. Uh, I've always wanted to try them. Never really knew where to get them. And then just kind of happened to see that they have them one day. Like probably four days ago or something. Right. Uh, so floated that idea to Jess. So we're going to go do that. We're probably going to end up at one of our places and just kind of like hang out for a bit, do gift exchange, that fun stuff. And then Saturday, I haven't heard any of the plans, but she's planned an adventure. Oh. So interesting to see what that might end up being. Yeah. I, uh, I actually celebrate six months with Megan on the Sunday. Nice. So, but it's funny because I was at the Bomber game yesterday and they won. So they're actually going to be in the Great Cup on the Sunday. So I asked Ooh. if we could celebrate the six months a day early. But it's funny because my second best friend, Tristan, his birthday is the 11th, the, the day early, the yeah. Saturday. So I asked him to have his birthday party <laughs> a day early as well. And he said, yes, he, he's a big fan of me and Megan. So he's like, yeah, I can do that. So yeah, Friday, uh, birthday party, Saturday, celebrate the six months. And um, what I might do, what we're doing is um, I'm letting her plan the whole thing. She's going to surprise me with it. And then I'll take her out for brunch on the actual day of our six months, just in the morning before, you know, the Great Cup festivities start, you know. Nice. you bomb- got quite a packed weekend going I do. On. It's, it's an exciting one. It's, you know, usually I do really like relaxed weekends, but this one I'm actually looking forward to going out a bunch. And like, yeah, you know, I love Tristan, so I can't wait for his birthday party. And yeah, six months is a big deal. And yeah, just then I'll be with my friends all day Sunday prepping for the bomber game and it's good to be in back-to-back great cups because for 29 years we had never won one and now we're going back to a second one hopefully with a rematch playing Hamilton again and look at that I, it was an interesting game yesterday I mean besides it was minus four but it felt like minus 18 because it was 50 kilometer wind and <gasps> specifically Incredible. I was uh I was running up and down the stairs just in between like commercial breaks or uh, during commercial breaks to stay warm and uh, quite worked quite nicely, but the way the wind was pushing, it was just like the outside of my foot of only the side that Ooh. the wind was pushing at. So it was so funny, like 
I'd be, I never got cold like body wise. My feet got cold here and there, but then I would just like run, warm up the toes. Yep. But I could not, my right pinky, I could not get it warm because that was just the way I was standing the whole time. That was the like way. Cross your legs. I tried try and that, and it. it actually worked it for a second. Like it feels warm, but I just can't. Like I was standing the entire time. I was standing at the yeah. very top, so I just couldn't like stand cross-legged like that. But again, I'm a huge Bomber fan. Ha- haven't missed a game. Like I went to, I watched and saw every game. Like sorry, I went to every game this season. I also watched every away game this season. Uh, and I'm just super excited. I hope we can win another cup. Yeah, you even went to an away game. That's true, and that was supported the w- with your sign, sign in the heart of the enemy. Our one loss, <laughs> our yeah. one real loss. We lost our last two games just because we were playing all the backups. We, yeah. you know, we had already clinched first place, so that was our one real loss. And yeah, of course, it's the one game that I traveled to Toronto and bring signs to and get chirped the entire time about. Um, I actually wish we were playing Toronto. They they were in the semis. They lost in the semis. But I want kind of revenge against the Argos for giving us our one loss. But nope, it's a rematch between Hamilton. And Hamilton has a cup drought. They haven't won in over two, 20 years. So Ooh. so like last time they played in the Great Cup in 2019, it was like no matter what, someone ends their cup drought. I guess Hamilton's here to try and end that cup drought again. And I hope we yeah, I hope we prevent Ooh. them from doing that. Big excitement from both sides then. The yeah. excitement to break that drought and the other from our side to be like, no, no. you don't get to have this. Yeah. This is ours We again. had to suffer for 29 years. We're going to make you suffer for it even longer yeah. or try to. Um, you mentioned, yeah, that uh, Jess lives right beside you. Yeah. Um, and this was a question that came up. I was at, a, I guess, a hot tub party this past week and uh, I asked, how early is too early to move in with someone in a relationship? Now, obviously, this the c- scenarios differ. Obviously, if you're 18 moving out, it might be a bit weird to move out with yeah. uh, a girlfriend that's super early. But if you're both, like, if you're only if you're like 32 and like almost like six months, could you could consider moving in together just because it's a uh, you know, it's just fiscally responsible. Fiscally One responsible. instead of two. You kind of got to get a move on life in terms of, like, getting married. And I also feel like um, you're so independent at that point that, like, you know, move like moving isn't that, that hard of a deal. Yeah. I, like, I'd also argue, like, moving out for the first time and moving in with a significant other is much different than I've moved apartments, like, five times. I can for sure move in with, like, my significant other. No problem because if things don't work out, I can leave, but... Yeah, your first moving out from home being directly to with a significant other, that would be insane, I feel like. You you yourself are just trying to figure out how to live on your own and how you're supposed to do it with yeah. another person. It's it's tough, yeah. But uh, I guess I'll ask you, that mo- like, how early is too early to move out with someone? I'll, g- I'll ask specifically for you. So you're 21, right? Yeah, I'm 21. So in your opinion, how long do you think you'd have to live with someone or, excuse me, date someone before you could move out with them? I don't know because I feel the, like take c- your bias out of it. The fact that you are dating Jess, like if yeah. it's just like kind of a in a vacuum. I feel like it could change like person to person, even. Like I'm sure there's so people where like you'd be dating for eight months and it feels like you've been dating for years already. <laughs> just like the connection you have, right? And those you're dating for like two, and it's still like I don't know if I want to live with you, type right? Thing. Um, you also have to consider like, could you actually live with them? Like I know you almost have to. Uh, 
have a scenario where you live together for like at least kind of like four days like it may whatever, yeah. whatever that scenario was that maybe you were at a, at a cottage for four days or maybe you were a little you, week-long sleepover yeah or maybe you went on vacation with them already just so, some way that you're like able to share space for a prolonged period of time and like not have any problems major problems arise yeah because you don't see the true person when it's home exactly. for an evening you don't see their cleaning habits and stuff like that you almost you know what i'll go even farther to say that like you could be dating someone for a year but if then i think i think i brought this up as a red flag before it's like you date for a year but like you never really see each other's houses it's always going out or it's always like you always have an activity plan you've never just really hung out and chilled and yeah i guess you haven't seen their just like daily routine and like what do they eat when do they eat and what kind of space do they live in do they always have a messy room what's their skincare routine like that all matters because a skincare routine in the bathroom obviously takes up bathroom time so you gotta like take that into consideration before Mm -hmm. moving out it's like when will i be able to use the bathroom especially if for example i have my own bathroom i've never had to like consider someone else might be in the bathroom someone else might be showering and i like that screws up my day yeah, but then, okay, I guess I'll get back on the I'm, topic. I'm going on a tangent. I apologize. How, how long is long enough to consider moving in with someone? Do you want me to rephrase it first of all? What would make you go, wow, they're moving in together if they'd only been dating this amount of time? Okay. Four months, they're moving in together. Four months, I'd be like, wow, that's very okay. fast. Eight months? <laughs> Eight months, I think... It matters if I know how strong a connection they mm, have, yeah. but I think generally I'd be like, wow, that's kind of mm-hmm. fast. Um, I feel like a year and a half is when it starts becoming viable. Okay. Two yeah. years is probably like the, yeah, we've made it through this long mm-hmm. together. We know that we're committed to each other. This is something that we can see extending another two years type mm-hmm. thing. I think that's when it's the time where it's like, yeah, you can see the doubling of time more easy than any other time frame this would have been an interesting question for tino because he does move live with his yeah well that another. also like very much goes into the equation of things is like he he didn't have a home here like he yeah. had to actually be moved out and you know he and alicia were in the same residence building and then they kind of did live like yeah i want i don't want to say they took things too fast but they were able to think take things fast where it's like they started dating and then they're sleeping over and they had no parents like getting in the way mm-hmm. of like, no, you can't sleep over at their place or you guys can't sleep in the same bed. Like they were able to just kind of be adults by the way and living together. And it was much easier for them to like then find a place together because it's fiscally responsible <laughs> just to even live together. So it would have been, I feel like it would have been a very skewed question. I think even asking you, it's kind of a skewed question because same thing, like you're moved away from Calgary to here that you have to have your own place anyways versus like yeah. me, I like I'm living at home I don't have to move out the numbers would definitely be quite different for you and Megan then I guess because it's just I have a home or right you have a home and she has a home type thing so yeah I don't know there's a lot of weird variables that get thrown into when can you move in with someone I'll give my opinion in a vacuum and I guess in my opinion or the opinion I'm giving off here is one where of, of a domestic student I, I guess it yeah. doesn't really help in your case but to me I feel like if you're under 21 if you're not dating them over two and a half years maybe even three you shouldn't move out together and I think that's more on maturity wise and yeah. just yo, know, if you're moving out like it's a big deal to move in with someone like you all your stuff's together um, that if you were to break up it's just it's horrible. It's dramatic. Yeah. It's your living space. Like that uproots your life. So I don't think any relationship 
if you're you're if you're under 21, 21 or under, any relationship that hasn't been three years to me isn't stable enough for you to be like we should move in together. And you could be like the most perfect people for each other. People like you're still growing up. Things yep. change. You know, it's uh, again that goes back to like yeah, being 32. Yeah, after six months, move in together because you know who you are. You know how to mm-hmm. live. Right? So you're you know your life's not changing too much. But as a 21 year old. You, your degree, like you don't even know what you're doing in your life yet. So, so to to know for sure that you can move in with someone, like that's a tough sell. Yeah, 100%. I will say, I will say after 21, I'll probably go like, you know, you're kind of getting 22 and up. You're looking at more, I would say two years. You'd have two years. Anything earlier than for sure, anything earlier than a year and a half, I'm saying no way. Yep. Two years, iffy, but you know, like you said, strong connection. I I also think there's a big difference between. It, moving out from home with someone versus like you're already moved out and you're now you're just switching apartments yeah. and living in with them because obviously if you knew how if you lived with a roommate or you lived by yourself and you knew how to be away from your parents and like take care of yourself that obviously is going to then be helpful in the relationship uh when you move to out together because you can you know you're not relying on each other to be like hey like you didn't wash the dishes like what the hell well yeah. my parents used to so why <laughs> why would i um actually i would and then anything over 25 Personally, year like I, I feel yeah. like. Um, first of all, I feel like most people should, for the most part, be moved out by twenty five. I say that I'm, pro- I won't be moved out by the time I'm twenty five, but like I'll, I'll roast myself. I should be, but uh, I mean, nothing too wrong with that. You're still a student. You've got yeah. all your dental stuff going on. Fiscally responsible, you know, and I have a lot of student debt with the yeah. dentistry, so it, it makes sense. Honestly, the big reason why I'll probably be moving out within the next year is just because it's it's a long bus ride from my house to to Bannatine. So I'd want to move somewhere where I can just like take a short bus there. And yep. I do want to take advantage of the U Pass because, you know, cars there they drain a lot of money. There money sinks. Just all the repairs, insurance, gas, yeah. So bad for the environment. Just yeah. bad for quality of life. Let's ban cars. I don't even mind the bus. I like walking. I don't get too bothered by the cold here in Winnipeg. So, um, and if I have a U pass, if I'm already paying for U pass, I'm gonna use it. Exactly. I, we'd be having a different conversation if the U pass referendum <laughs> failed. I don't think I'd move out. Why would I need to? I, I'm not paying for U pass, yeah. but at least so that's my opinion on things. Like, I also I brought this up at the hot tub party because I guess I want to specifically talk about my best friend Matt. And I'm sorry I'm calling you out, Matt, but. He ha- is getting kicked out. His parents are selling the house, moving, like retiring to the cottage in May. So he has to find a place. And Ooh. he has been dating his girlfriend for almost two years now. It will be two years in February. So by May, it'll be like two years, four months or whatever. And, you know, there I was always, we always talked about like, are you going to move out with her? And he didn't want to, mostly because he wanted his own space. And that makes so much sense too. Like if you're moving away from home, I'm sure you would love to mo- live on your own, see what it's like, not have to yeah. like, do other people's chores and especially actually just it's gotta be tough to even like share a room period so i i get, definitely see his his desire to at least for a year see what's like to be on your own or at least not have to like share a room or um like he definitely really loves his girlfriend and wants to move out with her in the future but i can see the sentiment that he just wants to move out move out by himself yeah no i see that for sure i yeah. think living on your own is definitely like the best living situation yeah. but i'm also just extremely introverted mm-hmm. and re- really enjoy just having my own space yeah and i can see i like he would have moved out with me if i was ready to move out may i'm looking more at like you know september august september yeah. may's a little just too early for me um but like you'd be okay with that because it's not he's not having to deal with his family you know it's dealing with your best friend yeah. it's a bit more fun and it's not having to share your room i think that's the problem he has like sharing a room 
and not getting that experience of like not having to deal with family. Like I'm not saying <laughs> moving out with his girlfriend's a negative, but it feels like a lateral move in terms of responsibility with I have yeah, my I have sure. to deal with my family and now I have to deal with sharing a room versus like roommate yeah. time of your life. You know, you got your own space and like your roommate's a beauty and I, I assume like that's kind of the situation you got going on. Like you don't, I'm assuming you don't mind your roommate and you actually enjoy his presence. Yeah, no, I don't mind him at all. He's unfortunately going to be leaving yeah. me come January just because of the logistics of him graduating. So he won't be working at the university anymore. So he'll be going down to Osborne where he's got his gym membership. So it just makes more sense. But yeah, no complaints with him. He's someone I've known since first year. And in all reality, we barely interact at home oh, yeah. uh i sometimes feel really bad because I, I don't want him to think that i'm like avoiding him and i right. hate interacting with him right or like anyone else who i end up living with i don't want them to feel that way it's just i enjoy being in my mm -hmm. room and not interacting with people for days on end yeah, you just gotta split the rent <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's fair uh, as as long as uh, well that it sounds like you're in a good situation and you found someone that's like okay with that uh, yeah um, but yeah, I guess um, I'll, g I'll get back to the same question if you want to give your opinion on how early is too early to move out with someone and then you can kind of give some insight if you want to move out with Jess or not. Yeah, so I think year and a half, so in a vacuum, year yeah. and a half would be the start of where it gets plausible. Two years is where it kind of, yeah, I can see this being more of a likely situation, right? Um, as far as moving out with Jess... I mean, the logistics itself, that just doesn't work um, just with like when our leases come due because I think mine is four months later than hers. So that wouldn't quite work. She couldn't move in with you for those four months? Uh, probably not just because there's going to be this new person coming in January. And oh. I'm assuming that they're going to stay with me for eight months because I, I think it goes until end of August. Um, Have you picked this roommate or the tenants pick it? The, oh, the roommate leaving me has found her. Oh. So I've been added a to... A girl. Uh, is yeah. Jess okay with this? Jess has not been made aware of who this person is yet. I also just haven't... So I'm in a Facebook chat yeah. with them. I've opened it once mm. just to see this person's profile. Right. I haven't actually read any of the messages mm -hmm. in it. Um, yeah, I feel like... I don't know. I hope she's fine with it because, I don't know, I don't think I'll be wanting to cheat on my girlfriend. I know you don't. No, you guys are so cute my together. Roommate. It's And I think for Jess's sake, I know Jess will be like, like, oh, my God, surface level. Obviously, this is fine. You know, I trust my boyfriend. Like, yeah, he just needs a roommate. But, you know, there's always... There's always that feeling that you can't get rid of it. It's yeah. I don't know even know if it's jealousy, but it's just like anxiety. Like you just can't shake it. So I don't know. I guess for your sake, I, I would just say, yeah, really like, you know, words of affirmation. No, it's fine. It's just a roommate. It's also, fine. we know you, Brooke. Like you are going to just spend all your time in your yeah. room anyways. So, but yeah. yeah. Interaction with this new roommate will be very sparse. So it's not as though there will be some yeah. budding relationship that no. blooms. No, and like you said, Jess is the building over. Like, I'm sure yeah. you guys see each other 24-7 kind of thing. Yeah. Not 24-7, but we see each other, like, weekly, a couple times a week. Okay. Um, so her lease is done in, like, June. I think so. I could be completely oh, wrong, I but I think that's when she had kind of... You don't think she could, like, move into your room? I guess that's kind of unfair to your roommate, per se, because there's a third person in there, but... Uh, yeah. I don't know. 
or maybe like just rents for a month and uh, or so for four months. And I guess, yes, this isn't a bridge that you have to cross until very much when your lease is up. And yeah, and it's also like she has a roommate and then her sister's going to be in the city. So she has like people who she can immediately draw on right. and would probably in all reality prefer to draw on to living with me because I'm sure like if we were to live together, I don't know, she'd probably get annoyed that I hide away in my room or something whereas You're, if we're well she can hide away in that same room it'd be her room too true yeah. <laughs> that'd be actually be really fun if you move out together but you have separate rooms. separate rooms no we've joked about that and yeah. we've been like yeah we'll have different beds just because she radiates heat and i'm like that's me okay. i'm like a cold person I, and i enjoy sleeping where it's like really cold okay yeah the pain is just when you wake up in the morning and you can't leave bed because you're shivering right. and just trying to get some warmth right. going on but she's like the opposite she just exudes heat so it's like uh yeah interesting that i have almost the opposite problem with megan she's always freezing and i'm just radiate heat i'm a mini heater so i love sleeping like no covers like naked and she's all bundled up with blankets but so there's kind of like this mix where it's like as long as she doesn't put too many blankets on me like i can be like the heat i can warm up the mm-hmm. blankets with my body heat for but it's just constantly i'm finding myself like cuddling her in this where there's three blankets in between <laughs> this is like i don't want i need like air touching my back and arm around her but she's all bundled up in blankets yeah, um, yeah that's fair um but i actually i was very much a person earlier in my life that would not even joke about separate beds i because to me well, i used to hate cuddling so much and uh just physical touch uh really um so i like i want to be like no if you're especially if they're like a restless sleeper like i i i need sleep if i'm gonna be woken up all the time i'm gonna be grumpy so i've i've switched my opinion from separate queen beds in the same room to okay if it's a king bed and i can like go to my opposite side like when it's actually time to sleep then i'm good but uh fair enough yeah um i guess that's evident by you not wanting to cuddle with any of us on any of the times we've had to get beds as an executive? No, I felt bad about that. It's funny because I desperately, oh, this sounds bad, but I desperately want to cuddle with my best friend, Matt. Because <laughs> every time we do have a sleepover, he's like, no, we're sleeping in different beds. I'm like, it makes, like, he'll be like, I'm sleeping on the couch. I'm like, it makes so much sense to sleep in my bigger bed. Like, yeah. come here, come, we're having a sleepover. <laughs> come right? here. God, let me not love you. Not do anything, but please, like, God, like, give me something. <laughs> let me feel human. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, I guess I want to ask you kind of on the note of moving out together, the obviously financially responsible because you're saving money on rent. But when it comes to actually splitting bills, thoughts on how that conversation even comes up? Like, do you feel comfortable? Like, I would just feel like so awkward even talking about money when it comes to like moving out together. But how would you feel about like bringing that up? I feel like you just immediately establish 50-50. Yeah. And but that's on the rent. But like, what about like food and uh, I guess like utilities? You probably just utilities equally, and stuff. That's probably split. the easier conversations. But when it comes to stuff like, well, even the utilities it might get a little shady if it comes to like if I'm a five minute shower person, you're a forty minute shower. I feel, I feel like, like it's not the biggest right, difference. No, one hundred percent. That's not the. But when it comes to food and you know e- splitting food and even maybe if you only share if you share a car and you know, it comes to gas and it comes to who gets the car when and. You know, I always feel like there might be money arguments when it comes to those kind of things or like, oh, I like it's my Netflix account or I'm paying the Internet. And 
uh, you know, there's all those little, yeah. little things that could come up. Uh, yeah, thoughts? I think easiest would just be like for food, try and like split it 50 yeah. 50 for like the things, you know, you're both going to eat like yeah. just a big general shop. And then mm-hmm. each person has the ability to go and grab their own yeah. little treats and Fair. stuff. And then I feel like if I had that, I would just view that stuff still as communal. So it'd just be kind of like, uh, I'll get it this time. You get it next time. We'll loosely at the end of the year probably be within a hundred or two hundred dollars of food costs of each yeah. other. So I think you being very self aware about it helps in that. I just think of like scenarios like oh you throw a party and like you're not gonna say no to like someone be like oh can I like grab one of these chocolates like because yeah, yeah you want to be a good host but like you know deep down like I don't eat those chocolates those are like my significant other's chocolates shoot like just being self aware like hey. Sorry, we had a party. Like, I had a party. I'm going to go, like, go replace everything that was taken. And just being, like, self-aware of, like, um, yo, whatever. You, like, if you take the last can of Coke, like, hey, go. Like, you should be, be immediately going and buying that. And just, like, being open about, like, I ate this. And, uh, like, I'm going to go replace this. And that that leads to, like, no resentment with, like, just, like, oh, is it worth starting a fight over, like, this one little food item? But I am pretty hurt about it. Just as long as you have constant communication about that, it shouldn't you shouldn't run into any problems. Yeah. I have an interesting scenario for you because uh, my friend Nick uh, ha- is, well, sorry. My friend Nick's friend Tanner bought a house. He's been dating his girlfriend for a while now, so it wasn't, like, weird that they are moving out together. But he owns the house, and she's moved, like, so he moved out from home, bought a house. She's moving out from home to live with him. Where does the money, like, so there's no rent, but there's a mortgage. And obviously, there's still utilities. Where does the, like financial responsibility land there when it comes to does she help with the mortgage does she say like oh because it's like you're you bought this house like i'll pay for all the food or like you know i think utilities is that that's probably like the easiest conversation to have yes but the utility bills but like you know the uh what's it called property tax you know like stuff like that where does that conversation land because it almost feels like I'll I'll just give the example of Matt moving out. If Matt moved out this this May and bought a condo, and he didn't, he wanted to live by himself, but Carly was always over and the, and she's always saying like, let's just hang out at your house because there's you know knows no parents here. Yeah. I still live with my parents, and uh, there's always this conversation of like, well, you hear all the time like you should be paying rent, and yeah, I guess where where does it land there? I don't know. That's a really hard situation. I think it would be a lot easier if like they had been together for so long that they have a joint account or something like that. And that could be kind of like both pay in and pay for mortgage and stuff. But if they're not like super, super serious knowing that they're going to be with each other forever, I almost view it as like, I mean, it's his source of equity. It's his home. So it's kind of his mortgage. Yeah. But I definitely think that she should help offset that cost with like foods and utility right stuff like that um yeah i don't know i think yeah i don't fully think it should be 50 50 but i think maybe like but like 70 30 right no i guess what i'm getting is obviously not maybe not split the mortgage but like almost like charge rent because right like you said it's his equity and if he's having a roommate per se yeah you know what's hit? What's the difference between him having his girlfriend there or having like legit like someone come in and like rent out a room in his in this place? And yeah. you know, I I'm, think a cheap, fair rent would be. Oh yeah, yeah. 
yeah, not not market value. No, right? no, no. Of course, yeah. But I was just thinking like. It, it would be such a tough conversation to even bring up the possibility of rent when it's like, wait, we're dating, like you're charging me rent yeah. for your place. But there is that side though of like, yeah, like this is my place though. And like, I'm I'm having to pay for this place. Like you're living here rent free. Mm-hmm. Like, and I know we're dating, but there's still like some onus to, to yeah, pay. And I think that's also an awkward conversation of even, again, in Matt's situation where he doesn't want to share a room right now. But if yeah. he found himself that Carly was always... Again, this is a made-up scenario. I don't like no one go after Matt. But if Matt always had Carly sleeping over, it's just like, whoa, you basically do live here, and this is like weird, and you know, this is this is a financial toll on me per se. When like you're using my utilities and you're you know always here, you know, it's my place. I'm still paying for this place. Yeah, it's it's a it's a tough conversation to bring up, though. Of course. Yeah. Um, I ran this by I had that party this past Friday I ran this past Nick specifically because he mm-hmm. brought up this scenario and I was asking like how do you even like bring up that conversation he is a person that's so like like with his girlfriend he down to the dollar of like we owe each other this they like okay. track everything and like I do that with Matt like constantly like we know what we owe each other at all times like yeah I'm paying for the this like McDonald's you owe me 250 like I'll, I'll straight up Anything over a dollar, I'm like, yeah, e-transfer me. Or like, I, I'll take a note of it. And when it's like a bit more, then you can e-transfer me yeah. to not be so tedious with e-transfers. But that's how I am with Matt. And I was, I want to get your opinion. Are you more, at least with your girlfriend, on the side of, uh, you know, what, it's all going to equal out in the end, whatever. Just like never talk about money, never e-transfer e- each other. Or are you more on like, a, yeah, let me buy this for you, but like you're going to like pay me back. Yeah, we started off our relationship where we'd go like 50-50 sort of thing. Like she would come visit me in res and then we'd order food or something and then she would like figure out the half cost or like go get groceries for that weekend. She'd be over and figure out like the half cost sort of thing of that. Um, We've more shifted to I'll pay for this thing, she'll pay for this thing and we just kind of balance out that way. Mm -hmm. And if it's like, she's paid for a $50 thing. And then the thing I'm paying for right now is like $12. I'll grab the next thing as well. So it kind of just not have a true sense of exactly how much we owe each other, but have a general idea and try and balance it off that way. Very much so in an ideal world, it works out like that. I always truly feel like some resentment comes up when it's like, I think by the end of it, like both people feel like no i've spent the most i've spent more and because there's always like people forget about little things and now like little things add up right like oh like like you said the 12 dollar thing versus 50 dollar thing and then maybe you get the next thing that is 38 dollars and equals out but in their mind they're forgetting about the 12 dollar thing because it was smaller and yeah obviously two things one it's hard to um you're not always in a situation where you can both pay in the night. Sometimes you are. Sometimes yeah. it is. I bought the movie tickets. You buy the popcorn. Uh, but a lot of the times, it might just be one cost, and then like you forget, or, or like you still maybe you even get the next thing, and like now you are kind of in your head like, whoa, wait, I paid for the last three things, and there's like this resentment uh, instead of like, at least with me and Matt, there's never been any money problems. We always know what we owe each other. But I guess maybe it goes back to what I was saying with the whole like food situation with like as long as you're like honest and always have a good attitude about it. And if you put yourself in the right mindset of okay, like just it it, it does equal out, just like truly believing it equals out, even if it doesn't, you'll be a lot happier. Yeah, it's all mindset. Like if you let yourself just kind of stew on it and you're like, I've paid for the past three things, just 
say something yeah. instead of stewing on it and never bringing it up. Just be like, oh, you say hey. say something because like I think the opposite. I think it's just like mindset. Like don't start a fight over it. Mindset of just like. You know what? I have paid for the last three, but I bet down the road she'll probably pay for three things in the road. And like, just just don't worry about it. Uh, yeah. I guess if you truly, truly like, it was so blatantly obvious that like there was a money imbalance. Yes, of course, bring it up. But I, yeah, I I say like bring it up as in don't be accusatory and be like, right. oh you you owe me, you're cheating me right now, and more <laughs> just like, uh, hey, you know. I did these ones. Would you be willing to get this one for us instead of being like, what the hell, dude? You owe me $37 for when we went to laser tag. Yeah. Accusatory. <laughs> it's yeah. just like, I'm being shortchanged here. <laughs> this is a mockery. It's, this is run amok. Uh, yeah, no, that's fair. I think, yeah, there's different ways to just be like, um, oh, I still just don't even know the right non-accusatory way to bring that up besides like, oh, like the best thing I can think of is like, oh, do you want to take me out? Ha ha. Because it's, oh, like remember that date? Like we've done like my dates the past three times. Like maybe you should take me out. Like you could probably yeah, up little a fun. jokey things. Yeah, I also think like, in my opinion, there's always like this um, hard distinction and a fine line between like, oh, if I'm taking you out, yeah, I'm gonna pay for it, and I don't expect like anything in return. Versus yeah. like. Oh, we're going out with my friends. I'll give the example of Rec Room, and I paid for your tickets. It's like tough because it's like you getting that experience of the Rec Room tickets, but it's also like I invite you out to my friends' thing. Mm-hmm. So it's tough. Is is it a date where you you're not you don't owe me anything, or is it like hey, I'm just paying for the activity and like you owe me that money? And I'll even give the example uh, another example of like maybe even gas money. I guess I'll use us, but <sighs> gas money that's like. Oh, I'm drive. Hmm. I guess this one's an easy one to define. Me driving to the party, obviously, because I invited you to the party. You don't owe me anything. But if you invited me out and I to a party and I was the one that drove, like, where's that? There's just yeah. Yeah, there's definitely some like something to show thanks, even if it's not directly monetary. Just like I guess it's hard with like you're driving to a party, so it can't be like right. they give you. A can or two when you get there oh yeah because then you can't really be the one driving back Mm -hmm. but it's so much easier with friends because like obviously it's it's much easier to have a conversation about money with friends and like they're more self-aware of that stuff and also you just see your friends less so it's easier to be like yeah like we hung out once we hang out once a month so obviously it's easier to track things versus like hanging out almost every day you know doing all these activities and like money adding up again i think overall one, just having a good attitude about it and truly believing that, like, it's all going to work out goes a long way and not being resentful. And two, uh, just having, um, like, it, as long as the person's thankful for it, I think that goes a long way. And just, like, I don't feel like I'm owed any money if they're just, like, really appreciative and, like, you know, they act positive to, like, about the situation. Like, I know truly that they want to make up for it in the future in some way. Even if it's not a monetary thing, maybe it could be just, like, a really nice, like, note that's like i'm so thankful for this that's yeah. like oh like you know what that was the worth the price at per mm-hmm. se like i'm you know a relationship's not transactional it's like i paid for this i expect something in return but like feeling appreciated for your actions just goes a long way and making you not be like i feel like i'm owed money yeah and with relationships it's really it can get really weird especially if like their love language is gifts right or like acts of service sort of thing oh, so i like, never even thought i really that. like cooking for people. Right. I like cooking in general, but mm-hmm. I like cooking for people. 
So like Jess will come over and I'll make a meal sort of thing. And then it's like, I don't really expect you to reimburse the cost of ingredients right. or anything. It's like just a nice little thing. It's a thing for us to enjoy together. Right. I never even thought about it in that way that like if my love language was gifts, I'll, I'll flip it. If the person's love language was gifts and mine was like words of affirmation and I'm getting as much words of affirmation, I guess you can't put a monetary value on words of affirmation, but if I'm getting so many words of affirmation to to make equal how many gifts I'm giving, like if we're equally fulfilling our love languages, then I don't think money becomes an issue, period, because it's like, hey, that's just the love language. I'm fulfilling yeah. the love language. It, it just so happens that it costs money, but like words of affirmation technically cost something. Like it costs someone effort yeah. Maybe as much effort as it would to take to make the money to to then give the words of affirmation. Or yeah, like you said, the acts of service, you know, the the time and effort you put in makes up the same monetary value that or the same amount of effort it took to make the money. Yeah. yeah. Now let's dig into this. How many good boys equates to one dollar <laughs> of monetary worth? <laughs> is is the girl clothed when she says good boy? No, I'm just kidding, <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Uh-huh. But no, actually, that's weirdly that weirdly just talking about this had uh, like I I actually didn't have these opinions coming into this podcast. Like I feel like I've just talked it through in my own mind, kind of thing. I obviously had the scenarios of like yeah. you know living together, like worked out in those opinions. But yeah. you bringing up the uh, love languages things has given me a whole new perspective on things. And wow, I can't thank you enough for that. That's you know, this is why I'm bringing you on the podcast, yeah, Mr. No T. Problem. You bring up good points. Um, I have some Reddit facts for you. All right. Um, and sorry, like at any point, like cut me off just because we might be going long. I know you got other things. No, to no, do. I'm good. I just see I've got a ton of people messaging me right I now. I do too, actually. Emily even called me during this podcast, so Ooh. we'll I'll, I'll be I'll be quicker with this. But uh, uh, this was yeah, you know, R slash mildly interesting. But I want, and I'm sure you know most of these, but I thought even for the podcast listener to find out these cool facts might alter their life in a good way, and you know, right. you learn something new. I always every day. love a good fact. Yeah. So. Per- this one's pretty obvious. Percents, percentages are reversible. So, you know, 25% of $8 is the same as 8% of $25. Yeah. Yeah. So that, uh, see, I always knew that, but I never use it ever. I'm just always whipping out the calculator anyways. Um, you bite up. You don't bite down because of yeah, your lower jaw. jaw. Yeah. Uh, puffer fish are filled with water, not air. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they're underwater, but like that kind of blew my mind. It's like, yeah. yeah, wait. I guess I never thought about it deeply, but like that does make a lot of sense. But just this idea of like blowing up like a balloon. Yeah, you if you air. bring it above water it though, will, yeah. and it starts drawing in air, it makes a really weird squeaking noise. Yeah, there's like a clip that's Should been going around recently for that. Yeah, yeah that's probably I, what I've seen. I, how I found these is because I clicked uh, a comment in that pufferfish video okay. that led me to the, this whole thread of things. Um, and then, yeah, I obviously brought up the World Wide Web being shorter than www. Um, dogs can't see directly underneath them, obviously, because of their snout. So, you know, the, putting a treat right underneath it, like, they're not dumb that they can't, like, you're like, it's right there, it's right there. It's it's in their blind spot. They physically can't see it, even though it's right in front of them. Yeah, cats have a similar thing yeah. where the first six inches, their eyesight is pretty poor. Yeah. So that's why they've got, like, the whiskers to really assist with it. Yeah, so... Uh, I kind of blew my mind, like, nah, ne- next time I'm not going to be so mean about my dog. Like, it's right there. Please just eat the treat. Yeah. And, like, obviously, this is pretty well known, like, giraffes and their uh, depth perception. You know, it's hard to, like, get them to, like, 
even climb up the tiniest of step because it's just yeah. their head is so far <laughs> away from their feet. Um, tear ducts drain tears. They don't produce tears. Tear ducts drain tears. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was so confused by that collection of words oh, right God. there. <laughs> but no, the tear ducts on your face drain tears. Yeah, that's interesting. They don't create them. Yeah, that's a uh, fun thought to think. Yeah, you just always think like, oh, tear ducts. Yeah, they're constantly producing tears. No, they're just opening up to let the yeah. tears out. Um, the whole um, thought that baby birds, when you touch them, the mother bird won't want them anymore. Yeah. Completely made up. That's yeah. that's not true at all. I th- I really think it was probably just some mom that's just like, I don't want my kids touching baby birds, so I'm going to tell them that. Like, oh, if you touch it, like, it's mommy's not going to love it anymore. Yeah, it's it's going to have a human scent. It's going to leave it. Uh, I know. Um, oh, I, I, yeah. So I'm not going to tell you to touch baby birds, but, like, there's no drawbacks <laughs> if you do. That's what I'm getting at. Um, and then cows have accents just like, you know, regional accents just like humans do. So, like, a British cow, I'm not saying it's going to sound like a British person, but yeah. it's going to sound different than an American cow. Just like humans have different accents. Yeah. Cows can also jump up to two meters. Holy I think that's crap. a fact I remember. They like, have like an insane vertical. While they're running. I'm so, yeah. like, so like kind of like a horse going over. What's that? What's the um, horse show's called? It's a uh, dressage. Is that kind of what you're talking about? Yeah. Now? But that, it's not, it's not the word I'm looking for, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Where they do like horse jumping and they go around like the queen's jubilee. Yeah. Sort of thing. That, that exact thing. Yeah. So you're saying like cows can do this something similar? Yeah, cows have like really good vertical jumps. At least this one like meme fact that I read probably like four years ago said so. So as long as we trust everything on the internet. Yeah. I think it's equestrian. Or what's that? Equestrian? Or being an equestrian. Yeah, I don't know. Horse sports have never really been my thing, even though... I grew up around them. Like you've got Spruce Meadows just south mm-hmm. of me, which has the Queen's Jubilee and all that horse jumping and stuff. And oh, you're the right. rodeo. You're so smart, Brooke. It is, it is dressage. Look at me. And that equestrian just means like someone who rides horses. But I guess, yeah. Anyways, helicopter has two words, but it's not the two words you think. It's helico and ter, as in like pterodactyl. So it's helico, meaning... Uh, rotation i believe and then turret meaning wing <laughs> that's really interesting actually i'm stupid i should have looked up helico what is the like i believe it's latin or uh but the meaning hella co yeah like it's turret spiral sorry not spiral not okay rotation yeah so spiral wing <laughs> how interesting so yeah instead of heli and copter it's helico and tur. And then finally, uh, this one's pretty well known. Like, yeah, seventy percent of car accidents happen ten miles within your house, but it's like seventy percent of driving happens yeah. within ten miles of your house. So it's a, you know, misleading fact. Yeah, and parking lots are the most dangerous because you're just more likely to ding people, and that's what makes it quote unquote more dangerous. Mm-hmm. Whereas, of course, if you're driving on the perimeter and you hit someone, it's a little more actually dangerous. Yeah, but it's just less common. Parking lots also just feel like they have less rules in them, right? Because, like, so many times... Or at least they're treated as though there's less rules. Right. I guess when I think about it, like, the right of way. Who has the right of way if someone's back... Like, because I assume it's... If you're you're backing up, everyone else has the right of way. Like, people actually driving, you know, through the lanes. 
But at, at some point, you backing up, all of a sudden you get the right of way because you're so far backed out that, you know, someone should not be driving. But so I like, I feel who, like it's as soon as you've started moving, you then become the person with right of way. Even if you you're backing would, up because if someone's coming and you start backing up, like who has the right of well, way Well, if you're backing up, I think you're meant to ensure that the way is clear. Right. And then once you've done that, you've ensured the way mm-hmm. is clear, you should f- theoretically be the only person in this little lane three meter area on either side of interaction so you have right of way yeah there's also just of course more pedestrians in the parking lot than on a road and uh the scary story that i was here is my mom almost hit like backed up into a child because like the you can't see below that like if you don't have a rear camera like children under the age of four like they're they're gonna be right at your bumper and so it's really on the parents to like who's at fault there if you to like back up right is it the parent for not watching after the kid or i don't if you can't see them physically like how how is the like this is something that's happened for and i don't know the ruling of the court but uh like someone did you know run over a toddler what i guess hit a toddler i and i don't know if the toddler survived or not i'm very sorry this is like just a story (laughs) You know, you hear here and there, but is it the parent for not holding hands with the kid? Because obviously you can see a parent through your back window and you're not going to hit them. But Yeah, I feel like it would probably end up being on the driver because they would have been able to see the kid enter their blind spot if they had been actively paying attention in their mirror. Yeah, I guess you would see, but you'd see it for half a second yeah. as they walk from one car, like that little space between the cars yeah. on both. It's definitely side. understandable as to yeah. how that could happen. Yeah, I know. And then um, also, if like the right of way, like if you're turn, if you're in a parking lot and you're turning uh, from a lane, the pe- person going straight has the right of way, and like that's obviously a lot of confusion. You just think like, oh, I'm just gonna turn, like it's a parking lot, no one's here. But no, it's if someone is going straight, they have the right of way versus you turning. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously people have all the right of way in a parking lot. That just adds to confusion and. Um, yeah, I see people like if it's a really empty parking lot, they're just like skidding across the. Park. They're not following lanes and they're skidding yeah, across like the right yellow across. lines, and that's you know causes a lot of problems because then you enter you you're constantly crossing lanes where people are going straight and mm-hmm. yeah, cause a lot of accidents. But that's all the Reddit facts I have. I have uh, a red flag game for you here. Um, right. They don't like music. No, that's not a red flag to me. I think really? that's okay. totally understandable. For the longest time, I wasn't big into music. Uh, even now, I prefer a good like talk show to just that's a red flag. <laughs> listening to music. Um, yeah, no, I I don't see them not enjoying music as a horrible thing. Um, I go full deal breaker because I'm just I love music. I my Spotify Wrapped came out and I. Don't think I've never listened to music more in my life than this past year, and yep. um, and like in a in a relationship, like a big thing I enjoy. Uh, well, I always say opposites attract, and I do want to date someone that's, you know, not completely different from me, but has many differences that I'm able to like learn a new yeah. lifestyle kind of thing. And music's a big one. I wanna, I truly enjoy most, if not all, music, and I want to like learn what songs they like, and then I get to know different genres and. You know, I wasn't a big Swifty until I kind of met uh, a different friend group uh, back in March, and she ended up being my number two artist on my Spotify <laughs> this year. Just and, and I want to like learn more music, and I think also 
if I'm in a car and they're like, no, I don't like music. We're not listening to music. You can pick a, yeah, a podcast or we're not listening to anything. I would lose my mind. I'm like, no, I would, I would probably put in AirPods and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to yeah. listen to music on the side and you're not going to talk to me. Uh, and I think that's, so that's a complete deal breaker for me. And it'd be weird if they were like actively against it. Cause I feel like myself and other people who don't like super care for music, it's like, yeah, it'll can be on. I'll enjoy listening to some of it. But if they're like, no, I despise any form of melody. You bring up any ballad and I will slap you. That's just like very Okay, what if, I what if I propose that? it's And it's not, maybe it's not like so aggressive that it's like, I will attack you if you <laughs> put on music. But that's just genuine, like, please, like, please turn that off. Like, I really don't know. No music. Please turn that off. And like, you know, they're maybe they're fine in a grocery store, but they might complain here and they'll be like, oh, music. Uh, like... But they're not over so over dramatic that they're not gonna go into a grocery store or like a yeah. shop where it's playing music. But they're just like, I genuinely am not having a good time right now because of music. Interesting. Yeah, day to day life that wouldn't affect me too much, like because I just don't need music playing yeah. around me all the time. But it would limit what you can do. Like you can't go to a concert. Shoot, you can't go yeah, to you, a club. Yeah, oh my god, party. Who? Yeah. That that could start reaching red flag territory for Reach me. Reach that time, that deal break for you. That's reaching red flag. That's crazy. You it's, can't go to okay, parties. No, it's with a red them. flag for sure. Um, red flag for sure. Is it a deal breaker? You if can't I go can't to parties go to with, with them. You can't go them. to like a fancy restaurant that has like a violin playing. Like, ooh, yeah, that does. Or they'd be like, "Hey, I'm about to pay this guy fifty bucks to just stop playing for the next hour." <laughs> like. They're that level of just like, no. It it might be a deal breaker at that point then. Because that would just be so annoying. They'd have such a negative outlook on yeah. every interaction you're outside. Like any time you're in a store, I just there's always a little bit of yeah. music. Like, oh. I feel like friends would just judge that person so hard. Like I'd be embarrassed to like bring them out. And then they find out that the person doesn't like music. And like, Ugh. I say this because not that the person hates music, but I... Spotify rap the day it came out uh, I, again at the hot tub party I asked my friend's girlfriend like oh like what was your Spotify rap she's like oh I uh, I don't care about music enough to like have any of those yeah. apps I don't have Apple Music or Spotify and I'm like oh weird like do you have a favorite artist she's like I just don't care about music enough to like have yeah. a favorite artist or like like any songs and that blew my mind I was instantly like I, I don't think I could be like friends with you <laughs> like <laughs> And I doubled up. She didn't have TikTok either. That was just the kid. I don't know if I have anything in common with you. I don't. But yeah, I just thought, like, I was going to bring another uh, red flag for you in that their Spotify number one song was a podcast. Like, that would be a red flag for me. I don't think it would be a deal breaker because at least that means they're still on Spotify. It would but, be a little weird because it would yeah. be like, this is the thing you've listened to the most. Yeah. Like, I'm... Because... I'm assuming you mean like most played song, right? So uh, yeah, the equivalent it, of that and it not would just be, like... It would be like a pod... It wouldn't be one specific podcast. Okay. So it'd be like the actual... So whatever. Joe Rogan podcast. Okay, Actually, that would a be a deal breaker. Busy. If the Joe Rogan podcast was the number one played thing, deal breaker. But, you know, maybe a fun comedy podcast or maybe like a murder. Actually, I guess a murder podcast, murder mystery podcast would make me go like, ooh, deal breaker. You could probably not kill me in the future, <laughs> but... Yeah, any any With like that logic, Jess is gonna kill me sometime soon. I'm She's big in true crime. I'm tr I'm truly a firm believer. Like these girls are just figuring out ways how to kill their boyfriend. Like if they have to. <laughs> yeah. Um. Actually, again, going back to Jess, you guys are so cute. That, uh, like in the Santa picture, I might oh. I might get marketing to just send me one of those <laughs> pictures and be like, yeah, <laughs> thanks. So yeah, wishing you all the best on your one year. Okay. Thank you. Um, 
And I hope, uh, I guess, yeah, Jess doesn't have to like music because he would be fine with it. <laughs> yeah. Um, picky either segment. So what are your thoughts on coleslaw? Ooh, this is a good one. Yeah. So Maybe. I'm big for try every food. There's always going to be some food that you enjoy. And of course, there will be some that you don't enjoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, try every region and culture of food. Uh, that being said, I've never enjoyed coleslaw. Mm. Coleslaw is gross to me. It is one of the very few foods where I just will say no. A lot of the time it'll be like, yeah, I'll have a little bit of that or this or that type thing. But then if it's coleslaw, it's like, no, I don't want coleslaw. I don't want your cabbage and mayonnaise. It's just, it's not good. Mm -hmm. Coleslaw Uh, is the worst form of, I guess it's a salad. It's a side right. during the summer and spring a lot. It's it's not good. It, People lie. Fair enough. Potato salad? Big into potato See, salad. See, that's so funny. I guess like the problem with you must be the actual cabbage aspect of it. Oh, do you like cabbage? I enjoy cabbage. That's I don't so know what it is then. about coleslaw. Like it's just warm. It's in there. It might be the texture. Yeah, I don't know. It's knows? it's mostly the taste. I feel like, but I like cabbage on its own, and I like other mayo heavy things. Yeah, mayonnaise so, is probably my favorite like food, straight yeah, up. I and mean, it's just eggs and oil. Yeah, and like uh, I've never had coleslaw. I don't think I ever will. Potato salad. I could. I haven't tried. I could see myself trying potato salad though. Yep. Uh, thoughts on pasta salad? Um, it's not horrible. So of the like traditional three of potato pasta salad and coleslaw the rating is definitely potato on top then pasta Mm -hmm. and then coleslaw pasta salad there's good ones there's bad ones um when i had kfc for the first time in a couple years uh wait does that count pasta salad that macaroni or is yeah i think so oh okay well i would eat that i haven't eaten that but i would eat that i guess the pasta salad i have in my mind is a little different it's are you thinking of like the kind of spirals i am thinking of the spirals and you know uh feather cheese which i like to call feather cheese because one time i worked at costco and this physics professor called it feather cheese i'm like that's funny funny um yeah i know the spiral type is much better than like macaroni salad i guess is what i was thinking so you are a fan of the spiral pasta salad spiral pasta salad okay no problem with that or my mom would make like a really good one with uh elbow noodles but it was just kind of different from the traditional macaroni salad you think of with like kfc this is um, back-to-back podcast where we talk about pasta and like the different forms of pasta yeah. with the spiral mac and cheese. Who Jared agreed with us? Spiral mac and cheese, weird, whack. <laughs> um, all right, I'll actually. Well, if as I'm putting you on the spot, but if you can think of another food like coleslaw that you just like say no to, go ahead. I can riff for a bit if you want to think. I have just put you on the spot, so no you, biggie. Yeah, you go ahead and riff for a bit, and I'll think of foods that I actively do not want to eat. Yeah, I guess I I'll riff about uh, this past weekend. I cra- this is so crazy. So I've never been to OV before, and like I've probably been to every club in this city, and except OV, and I've always driven past OV because I usually end up at a different club in the same night, and you know I drive through Osborne to uh, get to that club. But finally went to OV. Yeah, not bad. Uh, I didn't mind it. Pretty cool. Uh, I actually quite enjoyed the layout. Like it's smaller. There's. Uh, it's just pretty much dance floor bar. That's it. You know, uh, you're never going to lose your friend at OV. Like there's there's also like places to stand up on and look. Um, if I'm comparing it to 441 Main, which I don't even know if that's running anymore these days. Uh, better than 441 Main in the sense that like I'm not going to lose my friend because there's just so much space at 441 Main. And don't even get me started on Cowboys. 
funnily enough, Cowboys is probably my second. No, it is my favorite venue in terms of layout. Even though I just said that a small venue is nice, so you don't lose your friend. Cowboys, there's just something about Cowboys and its actual layout that just like gets me. It must be just like you have the option of getting on the dance floor or going and sitting down. You don't have an option to sit down at OV, but like I'm fine with that. You know, close proximity, talk to everyone. Uh, I just wish Cowboys didn't play country music. I'd love it a whole lot. I know actually they had their Britney night the other night, which um, people are going to hate me for this. I'm not saying Britney's overrated, but her music, I don't know, her songs aren't that, that good. Um, like everyone loves Toxic, and it's, uh, it's an iconic song. Don't get me wrong. I know, Brooke, you look like you're going to go. Let me riff for another 30, right, yeah. 30 seconds to a minute. Toxic, iconic song. I'm, I don't dislike it. I will. I love when like I hear bits and pieces of it. I'm not going to listen to Toxic on my Spotify. I'm not going to listen to almost any Britney song on my Spotify. But I can acknowledge they're all bangers. They are bangers. And if they come on in the club, yeah, I'm going to get a dancer. I'm going to get excited for them. But in my own personal space, I don't think I would ever listen to a Britney song. Um, the last thing I wanted to say about OV is I just found out it stands for Osborne Village. Uh, how dumb. Yeah. Right? I Brooke didn't know that like, either. Right? It blew my mind when I found that out. Like, what the hell? That's insane. I'm what? 24 and I just found that out. I've known OV since I was 18. It's Oz- it, That's all it's... De- OV nightclub. That Osborne Village nightclub. That's that it. That makes so much sense. And 441, 441 Main. That one. Well, yeah, everyone kind of knew that one. Yeah. I would assume. But yeah, I... I think I have to spread the news because I thought I thought just I just felt dumb at first. I'm like, wow, I can't believe I didn't know that. But like I've said that to three different people now. All of them are like, what? And you're, you being the third one. So I think I got to start spreading the news a bit more. Yeah, it's so obvious once it's like pointed out. But it's definitely not something I had been thinking was its actual name or why it's called right, that. Right. Anyways, you have the food. I pretty much do. I won't say. 90% of the Boston pizza menu just because, <laughs> uh, I mean, they can be made well, that 90% of True. the menu. Uh, it's just not a Boston pizza. Um, overall, I think another food that I actively don't want to eat are pork chops. It's an <gasps> no. uncommon opinion. Um, I think you just can't trust people to cook it well. It's always Mm. dry and just horrible. And it's like, no, I don't want to eat this bit of effectively leather, how dry and like chewy it becomes. Cause everyone is like, oh, I don't want trichinosis. It's like, you cook it right at the lower edge. You let a little bit of carryover cooking, bring it right to Mm. the perfect bit. Don't just freaking eviscerate it and give me this dry hunk of meat which has no flavor. Interesting. I personally, my fit like done well. My favorite meat is pork chop. Like really? my. That being said, I can see where you're coming from because I've, I haven't. When my family at least makes the pork chops exactly how I like them, and there ha- I've probably only had like pork chops outside my house like four times. And yeah, you're right. All four times did not like it. I've yeah. had ones where they've been breaded, like or like you said, just dry. Um how I cook it is with a lot of butter so I never get a dry pork chop um, I am a person though that is like like if I was to pick between like undercooked steak undercooked chicken and undercooked pork chop I'm scared of the pork chop the most personally the, um, so I do cook uh, like mate like really take care to make sure that like it's not undercooked at all And but even then like 
I'm not cooking. I'm not overcooking it in the pan. If I see that's undercooked, I'll put it in the microwave to o- overcook it. Like give it that last little bit. Uh, okay. So I am like very like much on the si- safe side when it's in the pan, and I do pan fry them. Uh, and then if I do have to cook it some more, yeah, that's why I'm just like nuking it in the microwave just to like, okay, I, I messed up this time. No biggie. It's still going to taste good. And yeah, to, like it's really easy to cook too because I just like the high seasoning on it. High seasoning yeah. and pork chop. So yeah, I mean, I've had good foods that incorporated like a pork yeah. chop. Like I've had a really good uh, Japanese tonkatsu. And that, of course, is like a breaded pork chop. Right. Okay. Um, but then just like a general having a pork chop the way you have a steak where it's just the cut of meat. No, I don't want that. Well, we'll wrap up the podcast here now. Good episode. I'm happy about this one. We talked about a lot. Um, The joke of the week this week, uh, I actually don't have one because um, I had a joke about unemployed people, but sadly none of them work. Oh, you know, that that one's pretty good. You did get me there. I thought that you were going to go, I didn't have a joke at all, but... Yeah, that's like, that got me and float in there well. Well, they don't work. Huh? Uh-huh. <laughs> Rating? Uh, I set it up decently. You gotta give me that. You did set it up decently. That definitely adds some points to it. Let's call that one with the setup seven and a half. Oh, yeah, see, this is the problem though. Like, you know, the, you've got gone seven, six, and seven and a half. And like, truthfully, like, this is this is the best. It's, I'm pulling out the best cool. for you. Uh, maybe I'll. No, I'm fine. <laughs> like, I'll give you. I'll just give you one that's been in my notes, but like I I know it's not good. It's just uh, is this pool safe for diving? It depends. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually like that one. That one's good. I'll give that one. Ooh. Now I don't know because there one? wasn't as good a build up. I'll call it a seven. See, that's brutal. Because, oh, whatever. Because you laughed at it, but it's still getting a 7. I, I, there's never going to be one that gets a 10. These yeah, are supposed to be corny jokes. I'm not going to come in here with a whole stand-up routine like, yeah, let me let me work up the crowd a bit and then like I hit them with the best joke ever. Like, no. Yeah, I don't know. I When I rank things 1 to 10, I go a bell curve model. Ah, so okay. That, that might be why yeah. it's hard for me to give like, extremes. So you getting like a seven. It's not the worst. Do I need to go on r slash dank memes and just show you a couple to get a ten? <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh, I'm dude, kidding. I feel like that would get lower some twos. It. Yeah, <laughs> some two. Yeah. Uh, um, the song of the week this week, uh, because we just got the Spotify wrapped. Um, I realize I've probably almost said every artist slash song that's ever come on my rap that came on my rap this year already on the podcast. But there was one that didn't make it. It's uh, "Wish" by. Uh, Trippy Red, big TikTok song back in the day. It, I don't know, it gives me vibes of Sunset, personally. Uh, but Trippy Red also has some some other good songs that made its way to TikTok, like Everything Boz and Taking a Walk and uh, Miss the Rage. Actually, yeah, you know, I, I am truly a firm believer. Just like with Doja Cat, Trippy Red would not be famous without TikTok. Um, yep. But he's taking advantage of it, and like, I do think he has some bangers. And actually, I always joked this past year, like, Doja Cat was my favorite artist because I am just on TikTok a bunch. I do love TikTok. So, ooh, Doja Cat. Yeah, haha, favorite artist. She was my number four artist. I'm like, God damn it. I spoke it into existence. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, that's all the time we have for this week. Thanks, Thank you so much again, Brooke, for joining me. No problem. Uh, we'll hope to actually have Carly, our exec assistant, on next week. Very exciting. Uh, she's got some drama in her life that we'd love to Ooh. get on here. And also she could probably give some good insight onto what it's like to be an exec assistant because she obviously sees all our lives yeah. crumbling around us. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's all the time we have for this week. Tune in next week. Uh, don't forget to spread good vibes.
good vibes only. Be excellent Pe- to each other. Peace. <laughs>